the Wurundjeri people, the Bunurong, the Yoda Yoda, where we stationed. Devout shout to the cooling nation, survivors of genocide and displacement in this modern day playpen. Too many fail to pay rent, not facing the urgency for decolonization. Music, the levitating force, of course, forth from the core, giving you more. BJX phenomenon, explore. Come on, feel the vibration, keep the lightning enlightened. Keep it glowing till the night's igniting. Get it on with a room and a mic and a heavyweight sound. Let you know you did the right thing. Sick of waiting for the future, what it might bring. I'ma strike till the soul's in sight. In a ride with a megaphone, shout inviting. All of y'all to manifest this pipe dream. We on a quest to put the rest to the left, right wing. Buying every daily, keeping us fighting. When we ever gonna endeavor uniting. Right now with the bright sound, summer to the top. We don't stop. Wheeling for the dinner when you're feeling in the night. We obliged to untie on the fly. Ethiopia flavor, mulatto, we got you. Kicking the vibe. Strong with the stamina, fierce like lion, laying it down, wearing the crown. Come shine, gravity defined, even when we on the ground. Service to the mother like a sermon on the mound. Genie got the bottle, fill it the bowl, lead, not follow. North swallow, a motto, hollow. Confront the mic, saying I'ma say ganalo. This is Nuestra Palabra, Latino writers having their say, on the air. Tuning you into the Latino literary renaissance in all its splendor. Interviews, teatro, rap, fiction, poetry, memorias, composer spotlights, and more. Always más. Y me mantengo 
Nuestra palabra, Latino writers having their say. This is Tony Diaz, El Libro Traficante. And today we're going to talk about why in the world did Arizona officials ban Mexican-American studies and in that process outlaw a curriculum that included The House on Mango Street by Sandra Cisneros. Of course, we are also celebrating the National Endowment for the Arts Big Read campaign, which focuses on the house on Mango Street. And today we'll talk to folks from Lone Star College, Houston North. They have received one of the prestigious Big Read grants. And we're going to break down not just policies that keep books like the house on Mango Street out of the hands of our community members. We're also going to celebrate all the people, the forces, the intelligence, the genius utilized to make sure that more copies of that book wind up in families and either launch family libraries or replenish family libraries. That's what the show is really about. We're going to be joined by Ernesto Valenzuela and Professor Christopher Hinojosa from Lone Star College, Houston North. We're also going to talk to Manuel Samaripa and Jessica Samaripa, they are co-founders of the Institute of Chicana Chicano Psychology based in Austin, Texas. And they provide an analysis of psychology based on our cultura and really provide a profound examination of how our values, roots, and past are still very much alive. What's really beautiful is that we're going to experience how this book, The House on Mango Street, ties into that as well. So we've got poetry, psychology, education, libertraficantes, <laughs> and there's so many folks getting involved. The National Endowment for the Arts, Big Read Campaign, Lone Star College Houston North, Lone Star College Houston North Student Life, the Latin American Student Organization, shout out to LASO, the Latin American Student Organization the Lone Star College Houston North Library System, Nuestra Palabra, Latino writers having their say, hey, that's us, the Alley Theater, and the Houston Public Library. And you, we appreciate you tuning in.
Thanks for tuning in to Nuestra Palabra, Latino writers having their say. This is Tony Diaz. We are celebrating Hispanic Heritage Month by celebrating the National Endowment for the Arts, Big Read. They are focusing on the House on Mango Street by Santa Cisneros. And one of the organizations that received one of these prestigious grants is Lone Star College, Houston North. We are joined by my colleague, because I'm proud to be a professor at this fine institution. We're talking to Ernesto Valenzuela. He is the Director of Institutional Effectiveness at Lone Star College, Houston North. Welcome to the program, and thanks for all that you do for our students and community, Ernesto. Thank you, Tony, and thank you for inviting me here to, to the show. I'm glad to talk about the Big Read Grant and how Houston North will be working with promoting community and also events for our students. And I want to make sure we mention this several times. How can students and people who support our students and community get free copies of the House on Mango Street? And why in the world is that even possible? How does that happen? 
So one of the things with this grant, it allows to bring um, literature awareness and to expose people to a new genre and promote literacy within the community. So what better way to start during our Hispanic Heritage Month to recognize this no novel, uh, The House of Mango Street. So we have multiple events. Um, one of the things with Houston is that we have four locations, our Greenspoint, our Victory, our Fairbanks, and Fallbrook location. And you can go to any of our libraries and pick up a copy of the book. It is free. So I encourage anyone, you know, to come and pick a copy. We also have events, you know, on campus and in the community um, that we're also going to provide uh, the book for anyone that, that participated in any of those events. Now, sometimes I think our folks in our community really love this sort of generosity, but then we're very used to being careful with resources. So they may think, okay, I think I should go but I'm not going to bring my tia. I'm not going to get a copy from my nephew. I'm not going to take my niece there. How many copies do we have to give? And how deep in the community do you want to get with this awesome literature? So with this grant, uh, we were fortunate to purchase over 700, 700 copies of the book. So this is a great book. Um, you mentioned about bringing your family members. You know, my myself as a father, you know, of a 10 year old daughter, I gave her the book and she started reading. I would tell you, this is very friendly reading um, for, you know, most ages, you know, and it talks about a Chicana girl growing up and discovering how education provided a chance to live a better life. So, you know, it is a great book. Um, I encourage anyone to, you know, come and pick up a copy. That's awesome. And so so your daughter is really enjoying the work and you get a chance to read it with her. And do you guys talk about it too? We, we do. Um, the stories are set up as like small vignette type of setups, you know, which is like a short story. You know, she actually came up and told me, Dad, I read a chapter and I have to explain <laughs> to her what is a vignette and the purpose of it. And there's a lot of interesting components in it, especially because the book it is based on Esperanza Cord Cordero, you know, a 12-year-old Chicana growing up. And during that time, you know, women weren't push into education, we're in push into studying, so, you know, and this is a great way to, to explore and, and show how it was back then, you know, and letting her know that she has a voice. That is awesome. You're having a college level discussion with your daughter. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> and, and I think that's really what we want every family to experience. Maybe they can begin their family library, maybe replenish their family library and I also want folks to understand how many partners we have working together on this. Can you give a shout out to some of our, uh, the, the gente that are teaming up with us, the organizations? Yes. Yeah, so I want to recognize the Houston Public Library. Uh, they're also going to be having book discussions. Actually, the first uh, one they have is Wednesday, September 22nd, and it is virtual. So they're going to be talking about Sandra's new book, Marita. Um, it is a great opportunity to kind of learn a little bit more from the author and, and her story. Um, so we partner with Houston Public Library. We also partner up with Lone Star College Houston North with Student Life, and specifically also with the student organization Lasso, so, which Tony, shout out, you're the advisor <laughs> for that organization. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> and, and then uh, we're also working with, with the Alley Theater. Um, so we have a day set up where Sandra Cisneros is going to be virtual, and we're going to be having our Charlas and Platicas event there, um, which we're going to be talking more about the book, and Sandra is going to be sharing some of her stories. Yeah, that's pretty incredible. 
I, I really do hope that more of our community members get used to experiencing something like this, expect it, and that it keeps getting delivered, which we do either through the formal education process, which we're all about, innovative approaches to education, or great campaigns like this, which just takes a national impetus to, to give us the funds. Let's be real. There's, there's, there's a lot of funding behind it, but we still got to get into the community by ways that we're used to. So hats off to, to everybody that's involved and for all the work that you're doing to, to get people, get people there and, and to get motivated. Um, please. Yes. And if I may add, you know, this book is, it's also encouraging what a fun reading, but we're also going to have events on our campus at Fallbrook. One big event we're having is Dia de los Muertos Black Party. Nice. Uh, that's going to be October 29. Uh, this is a way to celebrate, as you know, Dia de los Muertos is celebrate within our culture, you know, within the Latinx community, our loved ones um, that, that have passed away. You know, and we're also going to be hosting the movie Coco. So if you haven't watched that movie, it's one of my favorites. Uh, we're going to have a drive-through uh, movie set up for that. So that's going to be Friday, October 29th from 7 to 9.30 at the Fallbrook, Lone Star College, Houston, Norton. That's really fun. And again, just different ways to reach the community. And again, don't feel bad as if you haven't read the book before then. Don't feel bad if you get the book at the culmination event, which is when Sandra Cisneros will be convening with, with all of our teams over at the Alley Theater. It's all about getting the book to you. And I believe the website is lonestar.edu backslash Houston North. That's for the college, but there's a link for more of this information and, and other details about events. Now, the title of today's show was geared towards discussing and reminding folks that Arizona banned Mexican-American studies and one of the books on that brilliant curriculum was The House on Mango Street. So that's one way that there just creates more challenges for our communities to experience culture, literature, and this wonderful book. On the flip side, I think this campaign and what the college is doing and what you're doing and what Lasso is doing and, and every every partner on this, they're really going all out to try so many different ways to make sure that this book gets deeper in the community, including salsa. Now, some folks may be saying, hey, you're going to have a salsa party. On, on, you had a salsa party on September 23rd. What's that got to do with, with literature? So, as I mentioned, you know, this is a community event. This is something open for everyone. So, we want to, number one, invite everyone that's interested in learning salsa, want to just show their salsa skills, to come <laughs> by on Thursday, September 23rd at the Fallbrook from 6 to 8. But this is another opportunity. You know, once we get the community engaged, we could easily just hand out these copies of, of the book. You know, and as I mentioned before, it, it is an easy reading. It is fun reading. I'm surprised that this book was banned, you know, from mm -hmm. Arizona, you know, because it is a strong culture book and it is open for all, I don't want to say generations, but also all cultures, mm -hmm. you know. I don't want to ruin, the, you know, some of the things about the book, but I would tell you, once you start reading, you won't stop reading and you would connect to it, you know, very easily. Very well put. And I think you're right. It's very, it is very cultural at the same time, very universal. 
And just like you're reading it with your 10-year-old daughter, PhDs have written their dissertations on this. So I, I think it's a really great way to, to begin family discussions on this. Ernesto, you're doing a lot of hard work. Anything we haven't addressed that you feel we should bring up before we close with you? I just want to remind everyone, all of our events that we're having here at Lone Star College Houston North, it is open for the community. All events are free. So we want to encourage you to come and bring your family members, your kids, your dia, your deals, your grandma, you know, and, and, and participate in this great opportunity that Lone Star College was granted um, by the Midwest grant, you know, because it is open for everyone. So take advantage of it. You know, like I mentioned, it is free and I, we would love to see you, you know, be involved in any of our upcoming events. That's fantastic. And just to let folks know, too, we are airing this on Nuestra Palabra to all of our platforms so that maybe you're hearing about this before the events, maybe the day of, maybe afterwards. But we hope that you'll use this as an archive to hear different techniques to reach the community and to also celebrate just the many ways that this book can change lives. Thank you, Ernesto, and we wish you continued success. Thank you, Tony.
guayabado tú me dejaste Todo, todo te lo llevaste Tuning into Nuestra Palabra, Latino writers having their say. We are celebrating the Big Read, sponsored by the National Endowment for the Arts, which has given a grant to Lone Star College Houston North to celebrate the book, The House on Mango Street by Sandra Cisneros. 
And we are talking with Professor Cristifo Hinojosa, who is the lead at Lone Star College Houston North for the Puente program. And he is deeply involved, not just in education in this book, but reaching the Latino community. So first of all, really great to say hi to you, Christopher. Thank you for joining us on the show. Thank you, Tony. We, I'm excited to be here. I'm excited to be involved with, um, <clears throat> obviously, the, the Puente program that I'm involved with here with Houston North, but uh, with Hispanic Heritage Month uh, in, in general and with you specifically and all the, all the work we're doing. And I'm, I'm looking forward to uh, an exciting month and, and uh, our big plans for the future at, at Houston North uh, in Houston as a city and all together. Now, for some folks, they may not understand how many dots we're connecting with this, with this initiative. And really, we just care that some family may be introduced to this book, this cultura for the first time, and maybe start their family library with the free copy of the House on Mango Street that we are giving away. So I, I do want to mention, if you visit one of the four Lone Star College Houston North campuses and go to the library Tell them you tuned in, tell them you're on our email list, tell them you love the college, and you can get one of those free copies of the book. But the Puente program is also a big part of getting our curriculum and our instructors to really profoundly understand the community. Tell us a little about the Puente program. Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm glad you asked that, Tony, <clears throat> and I'm also glad that that you phrased it in, in the way you did, because it does have to do with, with community specifically, you know? So uh, I'll be, I'll be brief. You know, I, I, I'm so excited uh, uh, with our work and by the things we're bringing to our students and community that I can easily be long winded, but I'll try to do this. I'll try to do the short version, but uh, you know, so the Puente uh, project uh, is out of California initially. It's, it's, it's home college is UC Berkeley. So uh, I think most of us understand the, the reputation that they carry, um, in terms of academics and education, but also with culture. Uh, and and there, were, there were two community college professors um, who noticed that, I started in Chabot College, and they noticed that, that some of their underrepresented groups, uh, and primarily Latino groups, were, were not succeeding at the community college level. And even when they were, they weren't taking that next step into what would be the logical academic step of transferring to a four-year institution. And they did some deep dives into why are our Latino students not succeeding at the community college level and moving beyond. And they realized that there were a couple of key components. Um, one, they weren't being successful <clears throat> in English 1301, the equivalent of freshman composition. Uh, two, they weren't getting um, early and continued advising. And three, a lot of them as first generation college students um, who have no family members or, or people in their community or even extended family who may necessarily have, have had any experience in higher ed, they didn't have a mentorship component. And so they came up with a three-pronged approach and they called it Puente. And as we know, Puente is, 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 means bridge. And the idea is to bridge uh, where you, from where you are now to where you want to be in the future. And now we've got, we've got a continued idea now where that bridge can also come back. So we're coming back to the community, right? We, we want to create this kind of uh, uh, mutually reinforcing cycle, right? Um, but, but this idea of more sustained and better uh, English composition instruction and maintaining rigor, getting them advised and getting mentorship. And 
what what just seemed to work so well is that when we when we decided to build Lone Star College Houston North as the seventh college in the Lone Star College system, we had several foundational ideas that 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 we wanted to implement. And Dr. Wright was was firm on we wanted to do things like be an eight week institution, but also we he wanted mentorship to be key. He wanted to serve our demographic, right? And and that that's one of the things that united the four campuses now that became Houston North. We had we had a particular set of of of, of communities that, that tended to to be the majority of our students and many of those were underrepresented and emerging groups. Many of those were first generation college students and many of these students would have fallen under the same umbrella that they were talking about 38 years, 40 years ago this year, upcoming, um, at, for Puente, right? Students who needed who needed that kind of they needed more to be successful. And again, just it just makes sense to connect all these dots, as you mentioned, to help them find a way. And the and and one of the things is culturally relevant and culturally responsive teaching, right? And and it can be something as simple as including writers of color in in your reading list, right? Um, uh, allowing students to see themselves reflected in the curriculum and the reading lists in the discussions, right? Including things like family experiences, right? Linguistic ability, right? They, maybe English is their second language, but they also speak another language, right? And so finding ways to incorporate all the things that students bring to the classroom, first of all, but then second of all, and this is where we tie it back to what we're talking about here today, making them feel a part of a community, making them feel like they belong in the academic community, right? And I mean, I, I think back to my own experience in college um, and, and, and it was, it's overwhelming. And that's because I did have, you know, parents who had gone to college, but you did, it took them a long time, but they, had, they were still able to give me some, some perspective or some answers. And I was still overwhelmed and it took me a while to get my footing. And, and I certainly didn't feel like I necessarily belonged immediately. Right. And so helping students feel like they are a community with, with themselves and their classmates they're part of the Houston North and Lone Star College community, and then part of the academic community uh, uh, in, in a broader sense, um, as well as now the things we're talking about here, part of the, the city, part of uh, uh, the, the culture, part of, part of their Latino heritage, and those, that sense of belonging, that sense of community, study after study shows that if, if, if we can do that, they're much more likely to stick around. And they're much more likely to be successful. And and so we are really excited that we do exactly what you said, connect these dots, bring them into to make, make, make sure they feel part of a community, help them be successful, help them help them do what they need to do again to cross that bridge to the future they want, they, they want where they want to arrive. That's thrilling. And you touch on so many of the layers that have been quantified as keeping our community from getting immersed for into literature for for different reasons but let's sort of break that down a little bit and one thing that i like to stress because i'm i'm many we're all many things right so not just am i um a professor not just a community organizer i'm also a writer and what i think is wonderful about this project and the work that Lone Star College Houston North does and your passion, which we can hear right now. Okay. You're firing people. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I think what's incredible is that if together, and this is the listeners too, if together we can get this free book, The House on Mango Street by Sandra Cisneros into a household, and maybe it's at the end of this campaign, but if we can do that, we transcend 
all those barriers. And this book is so magical that it will create that bridge. And we're coming at it from so many angles. I, I also don't want people to continue to be intimidated because you are fired right. up. You're a down-to-earth guy, but you got that PhD in front of your name, Dr. Tahina uh, <laughs> Hosa. <laughs> well, Congratulations. Hey, <laughs> Hold on. I, listen, as much as I was, I, was, I, was, I was talking to some other people in, in, on another podcast recently, and I would love to allow you to continue that. I'm close. I'm not quite there yet, but, <laughs> but we're working towards it. But, but your point is well taken. You know, it's like, there, there is, you know, talking about a, a sense of intimidation, a sense of uncertainty. You, you, anyone arrives at a co- in a college class, anyone, no matter where you are, economically, educationally, culturally, you arrive in your first college classes. You're going to have questions, sometimes some mm-hmm. doubts. Do I belong here? Am I smart enough? Do I know enough? Can I do this? And if, and if you don't have, uh, uh, people to fall back on to, who can kind of help you, first of all, have, have a greater sense of confidence and belonging, but also you don't have even, even simpler, someone who can tell you, Hey, here's how you register. Be sure you talk to an advisor, Mm. you know, think about these classes when you don't have that, all of those, all those kinds of concerns and issues um, uh, can kind of, they're exacerbated, right? And, and they, they, they lead people to kind of feel like they don't belong. They're uncertain. And, and I completely agree with you. I think by being inclusive in this kind of way and, and spreading, spreading, uh, the, the literature and the art and getting people involved in, in not only presentations, but conversations, right? You know, I've got, I've got our, our calendar here in front of us. And just like you said, we're coming at this from so many different places. You know, we've got a speaking engagement with, uh, uh, with, with the author. Then we have a visit with her later. We'll, we'll, I, I guess I'm letting the cat out of the bag there. But, <laughs> no, that's fine. You know, <laughs> so we've got, you know, we've got, we've got some, uh, some presentations and some sessions where we're going to be talking about ways to incorporate the book in the classroom. Uh, we're going to have other conversations that are community-based where we, we have a reading and then we talk about it. We're going to have the performance at the Alley Theater where they dramatize events from the, books, uh, from the book. And then, again, through, through the efforts of, of, uh, of our college and, and through you, and 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 all the work that that you've done and and Mark Barnes who was who was one of our uh, who was our uh, library director who kind of helped get the ball rolling here you know we were able to get a lot done we got the grant from the NEA and and Sandra C Stamos is going to come talk, is going to come visit us man, and, and man. you know it's that like oh, you and I have talked about this at, at other at other times where you know when we first started talking about selecting this book and being part of the of the of this big read, and I, re- I remember specifically the moment we we're on this conference call, and you're like, "Hey, this is a big deal. She's a big deal," <laughs> and, <laughs> and you know, getting getting people to to be involved in these conversations, and and then you know, again, it builds that sense of belonging. It 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 exposes them to art. It exposes them to literature. They see people. Who, who have similar experiences from similar backgrounds with similar linguistic uh, backgrounds and experiences. And it's just, again, everything is just so exciting. And I, I think it goes a long way towards making people feel like they belong, making people feel like this kind of thing is exciting, uh, getting them involved in, uh, and interested in reading and literature and hopefully writing, right? We all come from somewhere and, mm-hmm. and, and they, they, you know, as we say, si se puede, right? That's awesome. <laughs> and so, and I think again, and giving giving students a free book, Tony, man, again, it it's 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 quite possible this this could be someone's first book mm. ever. 
you know? And I remember we had, we had this conversation when we were in the planning stages of Houston North. And one of the things we, we, we did early on is like, Hey, let's get involved with the little free library, you know? And we put little free libraries up in our foyers and and on campus and in, in a couple of churches. And it's like, Hey, and you know, there, there's an academic community here, lots of people in, in the extended community who are readers. You have books, drop them off in the free library with this same idea, get books in hands and, and get books at home for students. And we're doing that in a big way with all these copies of House on Mango Street. And again, I think the efforts are going to pay off. That's great. I really love the whole idea of the free little libraries, too, because you never know who's going to stumble upon them. And, and along the lines of innovative approaches, too, would it be fair to say, especially with, with the approach of Puente, that our community should understand that, like you are saying, they don't have to have advanced degrees to appreciate this book, but they're also the experts in our community, which I think sometimes your typical curriculum, and, and no offense to my fellow brothers and sisters who teach in other other places, they're following the, the patterns they've been taught and worked for them. What what happens in our community is that we are not often extolled as the experts of our community. If you, if you watch commercial television, unlike, you know, community radio, like Nuestra Palabra, <laughs> you know, yeah. we're not always right, represented. Right. So we may forget that we are the experts of our own experience. Is that fair to say? And does that apply no, for studying absolutely this? Absolutely. No, absolutely. You know, <clears throat> again, going back to the idea of culturally relevant teaching and, and, uh, cultural capital, right? Um, the old, the old, the old um, uh, pedagogy, right? The old approaches to higher education was the deficit model. You, a student walks into a class and they are an empty vessel, and you sit there, and I'm gonna, your professor will fill you up with all the, all the knowledge that you don't have, right? Let me tell you all the things you don't know. Um, and there's something. Listen, I understand if you, if I don't know something, and you can tell me and teach me, that's great. But students aren't coming to class empty vessels, right? As I said, they have their own sets of experiences. They, they may have traveled. They may come from other countries. They, they may speak a different language as their first language, right? So they're already multilingual. They, they, families, uh, especially in our community, have to be creative economically, you know? They, so they have certain kinds of economic experiences and, and learning how to manage things that need to be managed. And uh, they have certain, you know, a lot of our, a lot of our families live with extended families and they have generations in the household. That's a strength, right? And so all of these things that are already part of our students' lived lives are things we can utilize so that they know they have some experiences, experiences themselves. As you said, they are experts about a lot of things. And instead of discounting that, find ways to include that, to incorporate that, involve the families as huge support mechanisms in higher education, right? Get, get, get them involved, get them to see the benefits of what we're doing, you know? And I think, I think getting students to recognize they're part of that academic community, um, getting them to recognize that their culture is important uh, and should be represented uh, in the culture at large, in the media, in literature, in, in programs uh, uh, such as what we're doing here with, with the Big Read and with Puente, um, again, it goes a long way towards making them feel that they can become the experts, and they are already the experts in certain ways, and can extend that, again, into useful and important ways to contribute to their future. Well, you're definitely an example of how Lone Star College Houston North talks the talk and walks the walk. In closing, let's brag a little bit about our institution, which I'm proud to be a part of. And people may not understand that it is a new college, and they may not understand how these innovative approaches have worked. Can you shed light 
on the impact of these innovative approaches? Sure, absolutely. <clears throat> and again, I'm passionate about, about the students and Puente and, and our community, and I'm passionate about the, the, the things, the programs that we're doing here at Houston North. Um, first of all, we're an eight-week session model, right? So instead of taking four classes for 16 weeks, uh, our students will take two classes for eight weeks and then two or three classes for another eight weeks. So, so it's the same amount of contact hours. They're still meeting the same number of times, right? They just meet every day instead of every other day, or there's a, there are additional online and hybrid components. But they're getting the same instruction, the same rigor, but in eight weeks, they will have finished two classes, and they have six hours of college credits, right? And then they can earn two more uh, classes or three more classes in another eight weeks. And studies show once students have earned six hours, once they've earned 12 hours, once they have those credits in their quiver, they build confidence, they are much more likely to continue. So we, we started by changing even the model of our, of our semester length and our session length. Then we incorporated mentorship. Full-time faculty are given a course release to mentor first-time in college students. Puente as a program has mentorship as one, of, as one of the three prongs of its approaches. So it just dovetails perfectly. And we are giving these FTIC or first-time in college students access to people who can help them, who can answer questions, who can serve as a guide and a resource, right? They, they are not, they do not have to feel that they are floundering. They do not have to feel that they have no one to turn to, to find out about simple things like, you know, where can I get information on careers? How, what should I do about this class? How, anything, right? And so, so mentorship was built into, into our, our college model. Um, we have we are building it around also uh, our programs like Panther Strong and Pathways, so we can tell students, listen, if you want to go full time, we we have a prescribed block. You want to go in the morning, you want to go in the afternoon. You tell us, and then we'll give you a prescribed schedule so that you know. If I do this for two years, I go to school in the mornings from uh, 9 a.m. to 12 noon. I can finish my associate's degree and my core basics in two years. If I go part-time, I can finish it in three years. And your schedule will be consistent. So students can build around that known and prescribed and ready-to-go schedule so they can work, they can arrange for health and for uh, child care, right? Um, they, can, they, can, they, they will know when they're going to be in class. It will be set and stable. Um, in addition – we have all kinds of wraparound services, right? We have, we, have, we have a care center where students can get things like food and, and home necessities. We have, we have textbook scholarships from, from our foundation so students can, can have textbooks purchased for them. I mean, again, just so many things coming from so many different angles all built around uh, our, our number one core value, which is students first, and trying to find ways to help them be successful. And what we're doing with with his with Hispanic Heritage Month, what we're doing with the Puente program, what we're doing with with the Big Read, right? What you're doing with Lasso, the Latin American Student Organization, all of these things contribute in in meaningful ways, and I'm I'm so uh, proud to be a part of it. Fantastic. We have been chatting with Professor Christopher Hinojosa, and we are celebrating Hispanic Heritage Month at Lone Star College Houston North as we bring. The National Endowment for the Arts, big read to you in the form of the House on Manga Street by Sandra Cisneros. Thank you, Professor Hinojosa. Tony, thank you so much for having us. And uh, uh, if I can be a part of anything else, you just let me know. Uh, I appreciate all the work you do for us, for, for the college, for the community. And uh, uh, onward and upward, my friend. Si se puede. Unidos. 
Siento, me sana. 